Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in, episode 111, week 17, NFL Gambling Show. And if I sound a little sad, it's because we were so close to digging ourselves out of our season-long hole. And then a week of, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think they were all great picks. (laughs) I do. I think, and I think I can prove it to you. That somehow, despite going one and four last week, I think the process was sound. I think the logic was sound. I think we got a little unlucky in some spots. So let's show you last week if we could. It's a one and four week, and we're now six games under 500 on the season. So let's go through these five games. Giants plus four. They lose by three on a 61-yard field goal. We cover. Feeling good. Cleveland, minus 10. Or minus three, pardon me. They were up 10-0 in the coldest NFL game in years, playing a New Orleans team with an Andy Dalton-Taysom Hill quarterback combo. They're up 10-0 at what moment in the game? With four minutes left in the second quarter. I'm laying three. They then let those doofuses in New Orleans score 17 consecutive points and they don't score again, so they don't cover. Fine. So be it. It happens. Also, at some point, there might need to be a Deshaun Watson conversation had because he once again looks terrible. Yeah. Vegas, plus two and a half at Pittsburgh. How's Vegas doing on Christmas Eve night? Well, they're ahead 10 to 3. Then they're ahead 10 to 6 with a minute left in the game. I'm getting two and a half points. So they, of course, allow a touchdown to lose by three after covering the entire game. I'm getting two and a half. They were covering for 59 minutes and 46 seconds of that football game. <laughs> Didn't matter. They end up losing by three. Miami, minus four. Well, they lose that game outright, Nick. How can you feel good about that? Well, they're up 20 to 10 in that game. And then Tua gets concussed, but no one knows he got concussed until you saw him play in the fourth quarter 
when he threw three picks, and all of a sudden, they lose that game outright by six points. And then lastly, the one that you're going to say is the least defensible, Chicago plus eight and a half against Buffalo. Nick, the Bills, the, the Bills won by what? They win by 21 in that game. They won by 22. The Bears were ahead at halftime. I'm catching eight and a half. They're up 10-6 at halftime. They are down eight with four minutes left. I'm getting eight and a half. They lose the game by 22 points. By the way, I also had them in a teaser, getting them in the Demonze Bird special, 10-point teaser to plus 18 and a half. And they, of course, somehow invented a way <laughs> to not cover the 18 and a half, despite being down by eight with four minutes left in a game they let it happen. So that's how you go one and four, America. We're not proud of it. We're not happy with it. We're six games under 500. We have never finished an NFL regular season below 500. So that means this week, we need to go four and one at a minimum in order to make it to where four and one, four and one, we finish at 500. The other option is in week 18, if we just want to pick all 16 games and try to <laughs> run it up that way. That is a reckless thing. However, I would like to do one thing. Special. I would, as we are now approaching week 18 or week 17. I would like to do one thing quickly before we get to our picks this week. Talk about our preseason bets. Baltimore, over 10.5. They are sitting at 10 wins. One more win, they hit the over. Indy, over 9.5, dead. Jacksonville, over 6.5, already cashed. Kansas City, over 10.5, already cashed. New England, under eight and a half, looking great. They, they would have to win out for us to lose that bet. Giants, under seven and a half, dead. Sam, wait, is it dead? Yeah, it's dead. They're, hold on. Is the Giants bet dead? I think it is dead. Giants bet dead. They, they, I said over seven. The, the Giants right now, yeah, they have, they're eight, six, and one. Yeah. So <laughs> the Giants bet's dead. San Francisco, over nine and a half, already cashed. Yeah. Tampa under 11 and a half already cashed. So that means we lost Indy and the Giants. We have already won Jacksonville, Kansas City, San Francisco and Tampa and Baltimore needs to win one more. So so, so 5 and 2 on deck there. This bet here which looked dead at one point. Seattle, the Jets, Atlanta and New England all missed the playoffs. Seattle hanging on by a thread. Atlanta out. The Jets hanging on by a thread. New England hanging on by a thread. So if Detroit or Washington get the final playoff spot in the NFC, and if Miami can get it together the final playoff spot in the AFC, we, we win. Cleveland misses the playoffs. Minus 170. Winner. Denver misses the playoffs. Plus 120. Winner. New England misses the playoffs. Minus 198. We'll see. But I feel good about it. And then if you and then I also had a division winner parlay, which isn't going to hit because I had Indy, right? But then don't forget, America, the fifty to one 
that I gave out on our preseason gambling show. Super Bowl exacta, Chiefs, Niners. Don't need a winner in it. Just the Chiefs win the AFC, Niners win the NFC. So our preseason bets are super profitable. Our in-season bets have been a disaster. So, so basically what you're saying is you're better at making bets with no data. No, that is that was insulting. What I'm saying is my long-term view of the season compiling all the off-season data was spot on. My preseason, my my week-to-week view of the season, I've had some bad luck. But this week we turned that sucker around cuz I liked our bets last week. I felt good about them. There was none of those bets. I'm like, what am I thinking watching those games? I felt good about him. Yeah, put that graphic up there. I was right all along. That's correct. This week, we start with an underdog that's going to win outright. The Dolphins getting two and a half at New England. So here's the deal. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be fine. So Teddy Bridgewater has not had a real opportunity yet with Miami. So here's been his three games he's played with Miami. He came in mid-game for Tua when Tua got thrown to the turf against Cincinnati. The next week, he was the listed starter. He lasted less than one series. Then he got put in concussion protocol. So he didn't play. He threw one pass. The next week, he was the backup to Skylar Thompson Because he had been in concussion protocol all week, Skyler then got hurt. Teddy came in mid-game, threw for 300 yards. Now, I also threw a couple picks, and they lost the game. But Teddy Bridgewater is yet to get a full week of practice as the one and get the full game. He's going to get that this week. The Patriots stink. Their quarterback's awful. And I think that in a weird way, with Tua struggling the way he has the last month, Teddy is a tougher matchup for the Belichick defense because I think Tua, it was very clear some things you could do to disrupt him. And one other point that I don't think people fully consider as far as how specifically difficult it is for Miami to adjust on the fly to a quarterback change as opposed to having a full week to do it. Their starters left-handed. So when Teddy came in mid-game, you have to flip all your protections. You have to flip all your bootlegs. You have to do everything in a mirror, left to right. Now they have a full week practicing with it. Miami is going to go to the playoffs. They're not going to go 8-3 and to out of the playoffs. They're going to end New England season. They're catching points. They're going to win outright. Miami plus 2.5. Love it. So you've made it obvious that you trust Teddy Bridgewater more than Mac Jones. Yes, no question. Okay, no Let question. Be known, you were three and zero picking AFC East divisional games this year. I didn't know that, but I like that. Yeah, makes me feel good. I think a couple of those are fading the Bills when they were laying big numbers against yeah. the Dolphins or the Jets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Miami plus two and a half. Next one is an odd game to bet because this is a don't watch. This is a, how there's 16 games this weekend. How dare you have this on one of your screens? Arizona getting three and a half at Atlanta. This is very, very simple why I'm doing this. I'm not going to spend much time on it. Desmond Ritter should not be favored 
by more than a field goal against any team in the league. It's that simple. I don't care that Arizona is starting Trace McSorley. I don't. Desmond Ritter, have people watched Desmond Ritter? Have people watched Atlanta? My guess, the answer to that is no. So Desmond Ritter, I just want to tell America what Desmond Ritter has done since he took over for Marcus Mariota, and then Mariota got very mad and left the team, which is evidently in vogue now because Carr left the Raiders after finding out he was being benched. So what's up? We've already spent too much time on on Raiders Cardinals. Okay, we have not. I just want to tell America (laughs) what Desmond Ritter has done in his two football games. He started against this, or he played against the Saints. He threw the ball 26 times for 97 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. He then played against Baltimore. He threw the ball 33 times for 218 yards. Give him credit for that. That resulted in a grand total of nine points, all field goals. He's yet to account for a touchdown while playing. He he cannot be a three-and-a-half-point favorite. He just can't be. So we're taking the three-and-a-half with Trace McSorley and the sad sack Arizona Cardinals. So with these two quarterbacks that are playing in this game, you don't see this at all as being a stay-away game. Well, I two terrible quarterbacks, sometimes you put it in the stay-away category, but not when you can get three-and-a-half points. They're just giving me three-and-a-half points. Why? Because Atlanta's going to have some great home field advantage. They're eliminated from the playoffs. Nobody thinks they're good. No, they're not excited about anything. No, they're, they're dead. They're officially eliminated. They're dead. No, Arizona plus three and a half is the play. Next, we're going to lay a big number. San Francisco minus 10 in Vegas. Big road number against Jared Stidham. It's very simple. In order for San Francisco to cover 10 points against the Jared Stidham Las Vegas Raiders, they need to score 14 points. The Raiders are not scoring more than three points in this game. Devontae Adams was furious about the car situation. He's made that very clear this week. Josh Jacobs is just devastated by what the team has done. And Jacobs is a pending free agent. And because he had such a bad game this past weekend, the kind of long shot of could Josh Jacobs rush for 2,000 yards. He went in this past week's game with 1,500. So it's like, ah. Have a buck fifty in each of the last two, or the, the the last week and this week. Go into the final week, be like, yeah, pop off a two hundred yard game. You have two thousand yards. No, he had fifty yards, so he's he's going to keep himself healthy. Devontae's upset. They're going with Jared Stidham. They're playing for draft positioning. San Francisco, on the other hand, still faintly alive for the one seed, definitely alive for the two seed, which they really want. San Francisco is going to annihilate Jared Stidham who's not an NFL quarterback, San Francisco minus 10 to the play. Question. Yeah. This is one of those games since Derek Carr is being benched for Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. This is one of those situations where you bet where you wish you bet earlier in the week because it opened at minus 7 and yeah. then went down to minus 10. Okay. Yeah, There's I, I missed the opportunity on line value. There's no question there. However, I think it is instructive that it only went from 7 to 10. That's why I love it. Derek Carr might not be great. He is worth more than three points than Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham's not an NFL quarterback. He yeah. is the, the, the he was 
Drafted by the Patriots, I'm going to pull up Jared Stidham's career numbers just so everyone understands what I'm talking about here. The Raiders, I think they are all in on either Brady or Garoppolo this offseason, reunite with Josh McDaniels, and they're moving on from Carr because they don't. the reason they benched Carr is they don't want him to get hurt, and then they're on the hook for his money. Jared Stidham, in his career, has thrown the ball 61 times. In those 61 attempts, he has somehow managed to throw four interceptions. That's <laughs> one interception every 15 pass attempts for this guy. He's not an NFL player. He has thrown, let me, 13 total passes in the last two seasons. He's up against the best defense in football. I'll lay the 10 points. Next, another underdog that I think is going to win outright. Oh, my God. Demonzi's dropping his computer. Minnesota. Plus three and a half at Green Bay. Why is there all this steam on Green Bay? Why is there so much belief in Green Bay? Oh, Nick, they're hot, are they? They go ahead. Rogers undefeated in December. Okay, so let's talk and about Lafleur. Okay, let let let's talk about Rogers in December because this is what I keep hearing. Oh, Green Bay's dangerous. Green Bay's hot streak is beating the Bears who right now would have the second pick of the draft, beating the Rams, uh, who would right now have the sixth pick of the draft, and beating the Dolphins in a game that Rodgers didn't play that well, that Tua melted down in, we now think in part because he had a concussion. Rodgers, in this three-game winning streak, is actually playing worse than he was playing in the previous dozen games. He has three touchdowns and two picks and an 85 rating and averaging 210 yards per game in this winning streak. Minnesota is still alive for the one seed. They, much like San Francisco, want to be the two seed if they can't get to the one. And you're giving me not only, you're not just giving me points. You're giving me more than a field goal. What's up? The Vikings are also 0-3 against the spread in the last three games. Yeah, but that's, so here's the thing. Let me, let me double check that. Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing with that chip on his shoulder, you know. He's got a chance. There's light at the end of the tunnel okay. as far as the playoffs. So the Vikings are 0-3 against the spread, but only one of those games was a loss. They beat the Colts. They beat the Giants. Now, the Colts game was weird. They were down 33-0, came storming back. Giants game, they won by a field goal at the gun. Getting three and a half, they're the better team. The backers have no way to guard Justin Jefferson. No way. Is it, so you like Green Bay. It's going to be one. Well, of I mean, with what you just said, you said the those three games they only lost one game. Yeah, none of them were losses. No, they, they lost, lost Detroit. One of them, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so what you're saying is you want them on the money line and not the minus three point five or minus well, three and a half. Well, I'm getting three, three and, and a half. half. Sorry, that's why I'm getting three and a half in this spot. The yeah, I wouldn't lay three and a half with Minnesota. All their games are field goal games, but I'm getting three and a half points. It, it's the right side. There is way too much optimism about the Packers who are going to lose this weekend, and they're going to realize they missed a golden opportunity to play Jordan Love. And finally, the game of the year. I'm getting the better team at home and a point. Cincinnati plus one against Buffalo. Cincinnati this year has been wildly undervalued by Vegas. 12-3 and against the spread. Buffalo continues to be slightly overvalued by Vegas. Seven and eight against the spread. 
We don't now. I am a little nervous about the Lyle Collins injury. Cincinnati has not shown the ability to deal with rotating offensive line pieces. You saw at the beginning of the year. With that said, Buffalo with no Von Miller isn't going to be able to take advantage of it as much as I think cer- certain teams would. For Cincinnati, this is this keeps them alive for the number one seed. Conversely, if they lose. They might end up being the five seed, not even winning their division. Buffalo has won games over the last six weeks with the exception of one game, despite the play of their quarterback. Josh Allen, once again last week, a couple picks, less than 200 yards passing, game in Cincinnati, in the biggest Monday night football game in the history of that stadium. Cincinnati is going to win outright. I'm getting point, uh, getting one point, not getting a lot of points, but I'm getting a point at home. I would bet Cincinnati all the way to minus two and a half. I'm getting them plus one. They're going to win. It also is going to be so helpful for the Chiefs when we wake up Tuesday morning and Cincinnati's beating Buffalo. <laughs> guess who's the one seed again? Oh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs with, yeah. And you know, the, the Chiefs this week have Denver. We'll talk about that game in a moment. And next week, you know who they have? Jared Stidham. Oh, uh-huh. Jared Stidham. <laughs> so uh, I am rooting for Cincinnati in this game. I also think they're the smarter side, Cincinnati plus the one. The Bills have a lot to lose in this game. Are you sure that the Bengals are going to be able to overpower that force? I think they're better than them. I think Cincinnati is better than Buffalo. I think they've been better throughout the year. Their quarterback's been better. I think the defense has been more consistent. I like Cincinnati. And I understand the, this is a massive game for both teams. Right. Either of these. Not teams, as, I don't think it's as big. Of, I mean, I guess. Well, the thing is this. It might be a little bit bigger for the Bills. Well, listen, the Bills at the very least know their worst case scenario is they fall to the three line. Right. They've won their division. Cincinnati's only a game up on Baltimore and has Baltimore in week 18. Cincinnati absolutely could fall to the five line if they lose this game, if things go awry for them. they So it's huge for both teams. It's huge for Kansas City, who's not even playing in it. We like Cincinnati plus one. So if you want to know what a 5-0 and slate looks like, you know what? And you guys at the end of the show are going to give me an offer. I don't even need an offer. I'm just going <laughs> to parlay play. all five, 25 <laughs> to one. Miami plus two. And, a, and you know what? It's going to be better than 25 to one because I'm putting Miami, Minnesota, and Cincinnati. I don't even need the points. We're, we're putting them on the money line. Miami plus two and a half. Arizona plus three and a half. San Francisco minus 10. Minnesota plus three and a half. And Cincinnati plus one. Let's just find out real quick what that exact bet that I just described, what that would pay. And I'm not certain about Minnesota on the money line. I might be squeamish on that. But let's just go through it real quick. So what did I say? I got to find out. Miami yep. money line plus 130. And then we're doing San Francisco minus 10. We'll do Minnesota plus the points, plus the three and a half, just because Cincinnati on the money line. And there's one more that I'm leaving. Arizona. Oh, yeah. The boring one. The boring one. We're Arizona getting three. Oh, my God. 32, 40 to one. 32 to one. 32 to one, DeMonte. You and me. We're we're, We're putting that in there. 5-0 Five and a week, giving us a little breathing room. Going could be one game under five hundred going into week eighteen. Yeah, save the season. Oh, this is a this is a great week. 
It is a uh, great week. I'm rooting for you. It's uh the offer hit last week and we didn't bet it. It ended up hitting. LeBron's it, over. Luca's over. Jags the Jags to win. Chiefs covered the ten. And the Chiefs to cover. The offer hit. I thought there was plus twelve hundred. No, that was it. The Chiefs won by fourteen. I thought something with Luca had happened or LeBron. No, LeBron scored over. thirty-eight on Christmas. Luca scored scored thirty-two. They all yeah, everything hit. The offer hit last it's like weekend. the third or fourth offer offer to hit. A lot game. of them have hit. All right, <laughs> we have a massive slate this weekend. We have them in stayaways, be carefuls, and perfectly priced. I'm gonna go through all of these. I'm gonna spend less time on why they're in each category for certain games and more time on the actual game because we have so many interesting games. We'll do that next. What's right? Week 17 gambling show. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in Week 17, What's Right NFL Gambling Show. Here's our stay away category. There's four games. Some of these are super interesting games. The games are Cleveland at Washington, New Orleans at Philly, Jacksonville at Houston, and Denver at Kansas City. So Cleveland at Washington is a stay away for a couple of reasons. One is... The Washington football team, on the cusp of the postseason, switching to Carson Wentz is a very curious decision. Now, listen, Taylor Heineke's been bad, and I totally understand that, but then making a quarterback change at this moment for a guy who last year melted down at the end of the season for the Colts and cost them their sh- what should have been a lock for the playoffs is odd. I'm staying away from it, however, because I, I, to me, Deshaun Watson right now, just from a football perspective, is one of the most curious players in the league. He's been terrible, really terrible in every game he's played in with the Browns. It's hard to believe he's just now this bad. You're scared he's going to turn it on. At some point, come. you've got to think the rust is going to come off. Now, maybe the two years out of football, and everything that uh, you know he put himself through this offseason, maybe it's too much for him, but that's just stay away. I the the two quarterbacks are such big question marks. I'm not getting enough points to love Cleveland there when Washington has to have the game. So I'm staying away. New Orleans at Philly is a stay away because of the unknown that Philly keeps being cagey, acting like Jalen Hurts might play. I don't know enough about the quarterback spot. Also, Philly, I want to see how they look without Lane Johnson. New Orleans, technically, I still alive for the playoffs, but not really. I The six and a half, it, it's too much unknown for the Philly quarterback situation for me want to have anything to do so with it. So even if Jalen Hurts isn't playing, mm-hmm. Minshew just went toe-to-toe with the Cowboys and had a pretty decent game. Yep. And he's not even getting a full touchdown at home against the Saints. Yeah, it's also just a weird spot for Philly, which is they they probably need to win one more game to lock up the one seed, but they know if they win 
they don't have to win both. So are they going to be super cautious with the injuries this week, try to play everyone in week 18? Just too many unknowns. Maybe this is a game you can bet Sunday morning. As we record this on Thursday, not enough information for me. I'm staying away. Jacksonville at Houston. So Houston, it's uh, Jacksonville's laying four and a half. Houston shouldn't want to win this game because since they won last week, the number one pick is now in jeopardy if they win one more. Chicago could take it from them if Chicago loses out and Houston wins one more. Also, Jacksonville's in a really weird spot because no matter what happens this week, Jacksonville wins or loses the division based on their Week 18 game against Tennessee. Even if they win this week and Tennessee loses this week, it's meaningless. If they lose this week and Tennessee wins this week, it's meaningless. So both of Tennessee and Jacksonville are playing semi-meaningless games this week because the division is going to come down to Week 18. The only way this week matters is if Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Week 18 is a tie. Then what happens this week could matter. So that's not going to happen. So I don't know... I would imagine Jacksonville is going to be uber conservative in this game. Anyone who is potentially dealing with a nagging anything is going to sit out this week. That's what Tennessee's already doing with their guys. So I don't feel comfortable laying the four and a half points. I also don't want to grab four and a half points with Houston because Houston might have an edict from management that we have to lose. We want Bryce Young. We want the number one pick. We don't want to win. And so. Now, what will be very interesting, if that is the case, is Houston, the final week of the year, plays Indy. So what what happens when one team that's trying to lose plays one team that's coached by Jeff Saturday? Who knows? <laughs> it could be total mayhem. But so to me, that's a stay away in that spot. So you've picked the Prince that was promised time and time after again. Mm-hmm. You're one and six against the well, they're one and six against the spread when you pick them. I know, it's unbelievable. And now that Trevor Lawrence is dealing, you want to stay away from him and you don't think that he can snap his Texans his Texans losing streak. I, the four and a half is weird to me. I'm just I don't know how much Jacksonville is gonna take this game seriously. It's again a Sunday. What if they all of a sudden have ten guys that were questionable that aren't gonna play because They need to be healthy going into week 18 against Tennessee. So I'm just staying away. Last one's Denver at Kansas City. So Kansas City has not been great at covering huge numbers. Furthermore, there is always... Just cover that 10. Say it again? Just cover that 10. No, that is true. But I shouldn't say always. There is always the possibility of the fired coach bounce. That the team for a week gets invigorated because the coach got fired. Now, I don't think that's going to happen with Denver because Russ is still there, and I think the frustrations towards Russ and not to hack it as much, but I'm staying away from it. Exactly what you just... I mean, this isn't about the bet or anything, Mm -hmm. but exactly what you just said about the uh, fired coach bounce back is exactly what happens to me. When I like play Madden and it pisses me off and I get smacked and I get off of it, mm-hmm. then I get back on it like a couple days later or something, and then I just spank somebody. I don't think that's the exact same thing, buddy. I think it is the same thing. I think that's like it's like I'm firing myself. I got to get off the game. Oh, I get it. And okay, then I you're come firing back. Yourself yeah. to come back. I get it. All right, there Great. you go. Uh, all right, be careful. Category three games: Pittsburgh at Baltimore, Chicago at Detroit, Indy at the Giants. 
All right, we're being careful with Pittsburgh at Baltimore because it seems like they're daring you to bet Baltimore because you don't have to lay the full three. The two and a half points seems like they're like, why don't you just take Baltimore? They need the game. Pittsburgh, I understand they're still technically alive for the playoffs, but not really. Pittsburgh last week needed, uh, you know, a end of game miracle to beat the Raiders. Now they're in Baltimore, and they're only getting two and a half points. I almost included Pittsburgh in the picks because this seems so fishy. Baltimore also the question. They need to get Lamar back at some point before the postseason, and if they do, they could be dangerous. Uh, to me, this is a. Uh, I think the vast majority of the public is going to be on Baltimore because it's not the full three. So I'm staying away from it. And also along with that, the Ravens have lost only one game against the spread in December versus Tomlin in the last decade. Seems like some free money. See, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like I, it, everyone's going to be on Baltimore. I'm not going to be part of everyone. Chicago at Detroit. Detroit has to have the game. Detroit is in position to make the postseason. Chicago keeps getting blown out by people. Why is this not seven? Why is it Detroit minus just six? When Chicago's defense has been this terrible, Detroit at home, that offense has been excellent. They need the game. Detroit got embarrassed last week. So they're extra motivated. They can sneak into the playoffs. Feels like a trap. Justin Fields going to have a field day. That's what they're saying. They, well, it's the only thing they could be saying. Here's the thing about that. <laughs> I think the public is going to be all over Detroit right. because they are laying less than a touchdown. I think Detroit wins, but that line, it, I, I know this sounds dumb and it's not really accurate, but I would almost feel better about it if it were Detroit minus seven. Because it's Detroit minus six, it feels like a Vegas trap. We're staying away. And lastly, Indy at the Giants, a lot of the exact same logic there. These are two teams that got to win. Giants win, and they're in the playoffs. They're playing two awful teams that are on long losing streaks. Why are they not laying the full seven? These are potential playoff teams at home in got-to-have-it games. Why are they not laying the full seven? Because for the Giants, the Giants should make the playoffs. But if they lose this week, next week they have Philly. And so are we the it is they do have Philly next week, right? I, I'm I know it's a divisional game. I'm almost certain it's Giants Philly in week 18. Yeah, it is. And so the Giants know that this is our spot to lock into the playoffs. And they could potentially give themselves a mini buy if they don't care about their playoff seed. If they just win this week, we're locked into the playoffs, can rest in week 18. It feels trappy, so we're we're, we're staying away. And now lastly, uh, Gabe's saying we need a new category, Nick overthinks. All right, let's just watch, <laughs> make a little note of this, that Nick says the public is going to be on Detroit and the Giants and the line should be seven and they're six, and it feels trappy, and let's see what happens in those games. All right, last, perfectly priced. Carolina at Tampa. Tampa will play a bad football game. It will be an ugly football game, and they will win by a field goal. They'll force Sam Darnold into a bad turnover. They'll win by a field goal. It's perfectly priced. 
Jets at Seahawks. The Jets with Mike White are a good team. The Seahawks look totally incompetent against Kansas City. It, if it wasn't, and I know you don't care about travel the way I do, if it wasn't the Jets having to go all the way to Seattle, it would be Jets probably minus two and a half or minus three. Instead, it's Jets minus one and a half. That to me is exactly right. I could see Seattle winning this game at home. The Jets should win this game. It's kind of an elimination game for either of these teams playoff wise. That the line is exactly right in my mind. Seahawks being home dogs versus the Jets is kind of crazy. So we're saying that Mike White is here now and Geno is right here. Well, I think the Jets overall roster is better. I like the Jets roster. Yeah. And the Jets next year with Derek Carr are going to be dangerous. I think Derek Carr is going to go to the Jets. I think they're going to pay him a lot of money. He's going to go to the Jets. And then last one, Rams at the Chargers. Chargers laying six and a half. The Chargers in a weird spot because they have locked up a playoff spot. But the five seed is valuable because the five seed means you go to Jacksonville in round one as opposed to playing Buffalo, Cincinnati, or Kansas City, who would be the two or the two of those teams are going to be the two and the three. So the Chargers should take care of business. The Rams are a little frisky with Baker. A little. Minus six and a half, minus seven. Feels right. So the, there are the games for this weekend. All right, we will give you the right move. I already gave you guys the offer, 32 to one. We're already locked in. We'll do all that to wrap up the show. Week 17 gambling show next. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. Week 17 Gambling Show. Our five picks this week. Miami plus two and a half at New England. Arizona plus three and a half at Atlanta. San Francisco minus 10 at Vegas. Minnesota plus three and a half at Green Bay and Cincinnati plus one against Buffalo. Our lock of the week, the right move, is Miami getting points in New England. Miami and Teddy Bridgewater are going to lock up a playoff spot, eliminate New England, and end everything for that the AFC. I guess it won't technically end everything for the AFC 7 seed. I don't think they officially clinch with a win this week, but they, they actually might clinch with a win this week. They definitely clinch with a win this week if other things happen. I, I, you know what? Let me. I want to get this exactly right. I don't want to give the audience bad information. Let me just go ahead and check. I, either way, that's our pick. But Miami, if they win this week, is it a hundred percent locked during the playoffs? No, they they need a. I think they need the Jets to lose as okay. well, and they become a hundred percent locked to make the playoffs. Let me see if that's right. Yep. If Miami wins and the Jets lose, Miami's locked for the playoffs. If Miami wins and the Jets win, the winner of Jets Miami in week 18, goes to the playoffs. So either way, Miami gets this win. They eliminate the Patriots. That's our right move. We do not have a teaser for you this week. There are not great teaser lines this week. We don't love any of them. Our exotic of the week, however, that I'm giving you is Miami on the money line, Arizona plus 3.5, San Francisco minus 10, Minnesota plus 3.5, 
and Cincinnati on the money line, it pays 32 to 1. Demonze, you have an offer for me that you would like to make. Go right ahead. Yes, look at the Dolphins on the graphic. Really oh, dope. I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. they put they added all our picks there. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Go uh, ahead. The Chiefs are playing the Broncos, and I'm pretty sure Mahomes is about to put on a show. Mm-hmm. So, how about Mahomes to be the first touchdown score and Mahomes to be the last touchdown score? Okay, I hate this bet. <laughs> uh, what, what all in all, it's plus 25, 25,500. 255 to 1. So, I wouldn't hate that bet if they were playing a better team. I think against the Broncos, Mahomes is going to run the ball almost none. I think he's just going to try to stay healthy going into the postseason. I'm going to give you one little gambling note here. That same guy being the first and last touchdown scorer, the people, I think, think of it as a bet that you would make in like, oh, this guy's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. That's not the way to win that specific type of bet. The way to win that specific type of bet is find a... Anytime? No, is to find a bad weather, low scoring type of game where you think there's only going to be one touchdown scored the whole game. Because then the guy who scores the first is the guy who scores the last. So a game that you think is going to be 12 to 10 and trying to nail who that one touchdown scorer is. Not a game that you think is going to have a bunch of touchdowns right. and you're just going to hit the exacta. The, the, again, a guy to score the first and last touchdowns, incredibly difficult bet to hit. But the through line to hit it is if you think there's only going to be one touchdown scored in the game. And then the guy who scores the first is the guy who scores the last. That's the way to do it. I'm not taking your offer. I like my offer better at 32 and a half to one. We're going to hit that, and then we're going to hit our 50 to one preseason Chiefs Niners Super Bowl bet. We're going to be rolling in money, 5 and 0 week on deck. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Sorry, by the way, that we didn't have a show this past Monday. Uh, I had to fill in for Colin. Television op- or obligations uh, took precedent. My apologies. We'll be back on Monday, no matter what. Talk to you guys then. Happy New Year.
Hey, it's Nick Wright. Thank you so much for watching. Please do us a favor. Click subscribe. It helps my ego. And Demonze's got a financial bonus writing on a number of YouTube subscribers. So help him out. And also, click the bell. I don't know what the bell does, but they tell me to tell you to click the bell. And your audio listeners, people that have commutes, drives, whatever it is, subscribe to the podcast as well, wherever you get the podcast. Same show, just, you know, just in your ears instead of through your eyes. All that. Check it out. Appreciate y'all.